during the antenatal postnatal period, the Australian clinical guidelines um, recommend that perinatal health professionals will screen mums for symptoms of depression, anxiety, and they'll also screen mums for psychosocial risks. So a psychosocial risk is basically anything that makes you more vulnerable to experiencing a mental health condition during the perinatal period. Dads, however, are not involved in that system of screening. So within the perinatal healthcare space, dads aren't being routinely asked, how are you doing? Do you have symptoms? Do you have, you know, things that are making you more vulnerable to experiencing some difficulties as your baby comes into the world? Massive welcome to the podcast, Shamelessly Human. I am so freaking excited that you are here. This podcast is for you, the human who is so sick of buying in to this story that you're not good enough, that there's a right way to be human, that somehow those quirks, those perks, those imperfections that make you you are something that you need to hide from the world. This podcast is here to teach you that you are already good enough, that those parts of you that you've been hiding, that you've been making wrong, they are what make you freaking awesome. And this is your time to shine and have those parts of you come to life in this world. In this podcast, you will learn tools and strategies to support you in being the awesome flavor of human that I know you can be. If you have been sitting on the sidelines of life, if you have been buying into this belief that everybody else comes first, or that in order to do anything, you have to be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, you know, this is for you. This podcast is going to be your full permission to start rocking up as yourself. You know, as a clinical psychologist for almost 20 years, the struggle that I see from pretty much most of my clients is just this belief that their experience of life, their experience of being human is wrong that there's something about them that they need to fix, delete, or get rid of in order to have a life of happiness and to just be doing the things that they wanna do. And it's just simply not true. If you are experiencing something, then guess what? Some other human on this planet is also experiencing the same thing. This podcast will bring you real raw conversations from other humans so that you get to see that life is about being messy. It's about not getting it right. It's about feeling anxious, stuffing things up. It's about being weird, being quirky, being different. You know, how boring would this world be if we were all the freaking same? This podcast is about you. This podcast is for you. This podcast will teach you how to live your life shamelessly, 
being human. So, if you are ready, and if you are willing to shake things up, then I am here to support you in your growth and your journey in being human. All right, everyone, let's go. Hi. for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. I've been um, watching all the other podcasts that have been coming out each week and they've been really great. So I thought I'd love to be involved. So thank you as well. I love it. So can we start by you introducing yourself and a little bit about what you do? That would be really cool. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Susie. I am a psychologist and I work at Uniquely You Psychology in Albion Park, kind of part-time. And then the other part of my week, I work on research. So I'm a PhD candidate at the University of Wollongong, um, which really involves sitting a lot of time by myself, trying to write, research, gather data. Um, And then I also um, kind of dip in and out of lecturing and giving workshops to psychology students. So a little bit involved in academia and course development there as well. So very varied week, which suits me. I love it. So one of the areas, though, that I know that you're really interested in and passionate about is like perinatal mental health. So can you talk a little bit about like what that is for people listening? Yeah, sure. So um, I guess it's probably best by starting with um, what perinatal means. Hmm. So perinatal is basically a word that just encompasses the antenatal and the postnatal period. Uh, Some people will say that that's like a sort of conception to 12 months after a baby's born period. Um, But really in the health context, we extend the perinatal period to really be looking at the first 2,000 days of a baby's life. So from conception to when a baby's um, about five, we class that as a really critical period of development where um, mums and dads and their mental health and the impact on bub is, um, yeah, really held in a kind of different space. Mm. So when you're looking at, I know you've given me some questions, but it's me. Um, <laughs> when you're looking at the perinatal period, so you're focusing on like the, the family as a whole, is that the process that you go through? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So there's so much in any family at any stage, but especially in the perinatal period, there's so much interaction between mum's health and dad's health. Yeah. And then there's so much interaction between the couple's health and then the baby's health and development as well. So we really um, want to make sure that we're looking at the whole family and how everyone's doing to see, yeah, where impacts are happening and how we can really support the whole family rather than just an individual mum or dad that might be struggling. And how common is perinatal mental health or people experiencing that? Yeah, so um, in Australia, um the figures are pretty um, outstanding, really. One in five women will experience a perinatal mood disorder. So most commonly that would be anxiety and depression. Yeah. And then um, for dads, it's about one in 10. So over the antenatal and then postnatal period. So that's really, really quite outstanding, I think, in terms of outstanding, it's high. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, one in five and one in 10 um, is really, really significant. So if somebody, like, how would somebody know that they might need to access, like, perinatal mental health? Like, what would be some of the signs that they would be seeing for themselves or their partners? Yeah, so in Australia, um, most women will use 
either the public or the private system mm. um, during their pregnancy. So mums, as part of the perinatal mental health guidelines in Australia, they will be screened regularly throughout their pregnancy. And then when they're accessing, say, an early childhood nurse or some sort of perinatal support, um, for their own health following, they will be involved in like a screening, so an assessment, um, normally like a brief sort of 10 questions to see whether they're displaying symptoms. So that might be one entry um, for someone to come into, say, a perinatal mental health service or psychology service because, you know, a midwife or a doula or a GP um, has really kind of picked up that their screening is higher risk for a mental health issue. Mm. Um, the... Second most common way that really people might come in is going to their GP and just saying, I'm not coping, I'm struggling. I thought that I'd be feeling better by now. I'm so exhausted. I'm unable to sleep when the baby's sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. I'm feeling really anxious. So checking in with GPs is, yeah, a really common way. And a GP can support a mum or a dad to really then go and get some specialised support. The tricky thing is that, you know, we know that parenting is hard. We know that it's exhausting. We know that it changes relationships. We know it changes friendships. We know that it changes your identity. We know that it's just a really, really hard time of transition. And, you know, we live in a culture where we sort of push the hard struggles to the side and go, it'll be right, I'll get over it, I'll be okay. But when they continue month after month after month, um, it's it has a really big impact and can often go from struggling into then experiencing depression or anxiety. So there's like that period of baby blues, really quite normal. Everyone gets the baby blues, um, experiences it, you know, no more than a few weeks. But after a few weeks of feeling maybe exhausted, down low, not sleeping, um, that would be a time to really start checking in am I actually am I actually okay do I actually need a little bit of support and help here yeah and then I guess the third way um that people sort of start accessing a psychologist is people noticing and having chats with them husband friend mom um someone saying hey like I've just noticed that you're struggling and it's really okay for you to go and get some help like I'll support you to do that um yeah. which is yeah nice when people are noticing that others aren't doing so well and you're encouraging them to go and get some help. It's it's a really um, niche area. I'm really curious, like, what's drawn you to actually want to work in this area? Yeah. So, uh, one, I love babies. Um, <laughs> I get to see lots of babies, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, but I really just believe in the health of a family unit and the impact that that has on a baby and if we can get things right for that baby or as well as possible in that first 2,000 days, we really change that baby's trajectory. Yeah. Um, so when we can support mum and support dad to um, be well and to have good health and good self-care, then we're actually supporting that baby to then grow and develop and meet their milestones and outcomes and um, we're changing the trajectory of the family. So I really feel like in perinatal mental health, you get a really good chance to start at the beginning to lay foundations for the babies that become kids and adults and then have their own children. Yeah. The thing I just love that you said there is, is, is um, I think something that needs to be challenged is that mum and dad's mental health is so important because we often focus external, don't we, on like the child or the growing baby versus like our own mental health. Mm. 
I guess like if somebody was thinking, oh, actually, maybe I need to come and chat with someone, like what, what could they expect by a first visit with you? Like what would they go through? Yeah, so um, often when somebody has come in to see a perinatal psychologist, I really respect that there's been a whole a whole train of things that they've put in action before they've come. So they've normally had a chat to say their midwife, had a chat to their GP, and then they're coming in again sharing this story. So I really just respect the bravery that someone's gone through to have all of those conversations to get here. Mm. Um, what really makes a perinatal psychology session a little bit different is that we're really, one, interested in the whole family, but we're really interested in that mother's journey in terms of how she's come to be pregnant. What was that experience like going through pregnancy? What was that experience like with your partner? How did you feel supported in your pregnancy? What was it like for you when you were parented? What was your own family of origin like? Um, really wanting to look at, you know, what's the bigger picture? What's the whole picture? And, you know, what templates have you got in terms of what a mother is and what a family is and how you parent? And, um, yeah, so we're really looking at the bigger kind of whole picture, especially in the first session. Um, and we're really trying to find as well, like, you know, where's baby sitting in this? Is, you know, is baby... Is baby okay as well? Are they developing okay? Does mum need some help with settling? That's okay if she does. We know that if mums are struggling with their mental health, that they're often struggling with some of those parenting tasks. And it's a really safe space to kind of talk about what I'm struggling with and then get some advice, some guidance, some support for referrals. So we'll talk about feeding. We'll talk about settling. We'll talk about um, how I get a break. How do I how do I get my own self-care? What does my relationship look like with my husband? Do I feel supported? We'll talk about what's it like with my family. Um, we'll talk about what's it like not feeling like it's your body anymore. What does it feel yeah, like to not be at work anymore? What does it feel like to, yeah, not be able to kind of relax the way that you used to? So we're really taking into account all of the kind of big changes that are happening as part of that transition to being a mum or to adding another child into the family. So it sounds there like treatment would be quite fluid and dependent on the family, the mum and where they're at. Is that kind of right? Yeah, totally. There's so many different reasons why somebody might come in to psychology during that perinatal period. Mm. And what we know is that it's actually a really um a really critical period, but it's a time when mums and dads are really, really um, motivated to work on themselves, to explore themselves, to explore where they've come from, and then also to explore where they want to go. And they're really motivated during this period because, you know, you have this little bubba that you have so many dreams and hopes and expectations for that you want the best for. Um, so, yeah, people are really motivated to come in at that time and do some of the work Sometimes that work is longer term work. Sometimes it's, you know, work that's going to take some time to work through. So we might just work on some of the immediate kind of needs and issues. Um, the other thing I think that's important is that, you know, the mental health issues that are experienced by, um, you know, women who have schizophrenia or bipolar or borderline personality disorder, you know, they're needing lots of extra support during this period and can and do make beautiful mums and beautiful families. 
um, and they just need some extra support. So treatment might look different depending on what somebody's coming with, depending on what they need, um, depending on where they want to go as well. Um, very individualised. There's no, um, yeah, there's no standard session. There's no standard treatment in terms of, you know, what works for one will work for the other. And I guess one thing that really comes into it a lot is self-compassion. Mm. So we really, um, you know, and I especially try and emphasise that self-compassion, that we need to be compassionate to ourselves. We need to be kind. That's the way that, um, you know, we heal and we recover and we grow is that we have an understanding that, you know, things aren't perfect and I'm not perfect, but I can be okay with that. Oh, I just, I was letting that land. I love that. That was the the perfect sentence oh thanks <laughs> if you're enjoying these conversations we would love to have you in our facebook group community shamelessly human this is a space where we all come together to laugh to grow and to really just embrace the messiness of life together so come and hang out shamelessly human the facebook group and remember, when you jump on in, please be sure to introduce yourself so that we get to see you as well. I think one of the things I also really um, love, like you mentioned research at the beginning, and mm-hmm. sometimes we do when we think about perinatal, we, we just focus on mum over here. And I know with your research, you're actually doing something a little bit different, like dad's in the perinatal period. So can you tell us a little bit about that and a little bit about your research? Yeah, happily. So, um, so I mentioned earlier that during the antenatal postnatal period, the Australian clinical guidelines um, recommend that perinatal health professionals will screen mums for symptoms of depression, anxiety, and they'll also screen mums for psychosocial risks. So a psychosocial risk is basically anything that makes you more vulnerable to experiencing a mental health condition during the perinatal period. So that can be all sorts of things. Um, It's really varied what a psychosocial risk is. In the perinatal period, it's often a prior mental health issue, difficulty within your own family of origin, might be prior loss um, of a baby, it might be relationship difficulty, might be drug and alcohol use, it might be some financial difficulties within the family, all sorts of things like that are psychosocial risks. Dads, however, are not involved in that system of screening. So within the perinatal healthcare space, dads aren't being routinely asked, how are you doing? Do you have symptoms? Do you have, you know, things that are making you more vulnerable to experiencing some difficulties as your baby comes into the world? So that's really significant because we know that one in 10 dads will experience mental health. Yeah, people aren't routinely asking dads, hey, are you okay? Do you need a hand? Do you need help? Mm. So the Australian guidelines are, you know, moving towards um, recommendations that dads will be screened during this period, um, which is great news because it's just opening conversations with dads to say, hey, like, what do you need? How can we help you? Um, So that's a really new kind of space for dads to be in and enter in. But it's also a space that, Um, we don't really know a lot about yet. So we don't really know how dads will respond to being asked these questions. We don't really know how healthcare providers will respond to having to provide these assessments to dads. And we don't also know really how mums will respond to this. 
Um, what we do know is that mums want dads involved in their healthcare, and we know that midwives want to involve dads because they know that dads have such a huge influence on mum's health and bub's health. Um, so we're hoping that it's going to be something that will be really acceptable for dads to be screened. But what my research looks at is, yeah, how do people feel about this idea of dads being incorporated into this space? Yeah, I love that. If a dad is listening right now, um, what's like what would be a pathway for them in accessing help now, even though maybe those screenings aren't available? Yeah, sure. So um, dads can, um, there's a few different ways that dads can get help. So um, PANDA, the Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Association, they have a great website and a great helpline. Um, so dads can jump on that website without, you know, having to share with anyone, without having to share with their partner and just have a read through. So there's a whole section about dad's mental health. Um, if you're feeling like, you know, I'm not sure where I'm sitting, am I just stressed because I'm becoming a dad or am I actually feeling something else? Panda has great resources to get on and read about. Um, they also have a helpline that you can ring as well to have a chat to a mental health professional free of charge um, during the day. There's also your GP. So checking with your GP and letting them know, hey, my wife's pregnant or I've just, we've just had a baby and I'm I'm not feeling as well as I thought I would feel, like I'm struggling. I'm, you know, I'm feeling like I, I want to be at work more, but I don't understand because I, I want to be home to support my baby. Um, any, yeah, checking in with your GP is a great option. Um also, just talking to other dads. So we know that dads feel really sometimes unable to really share their thoughts and their feelings about the baby other than, yeah, it's great, everything's going great. But we know that lots of dads struggle and lots of dads are challenged and we know that dads um, actually enjoy sharing um, details about parenting and how they're going with other dads. So, yeah, allowing those conversations to happen, to being open to hear that other dads might have struggled as well. Um, yeah. What's drawn you to this specific, like, area of research? Um, again, it comes back for me to the health and trajectory of the baby. So when dad's well, um, it's a huge impact on baby. So research shows that um, when dad's mental health is good, there is better outcomes for children in terms of their developmental milestones. They go better at school. They have better opportunities in life because they've had, um, you know, a dad who is attuned and able to securely attach to them and be there for them. So getting dads the help when their baby is young is really important because if we can help dad to be well, we help baby to grow into the best version of them that they can be. Um, we also, you know, it's also really important to me to help dads because we know that when dad is struggling with, with his mental health, that mum is more likely to struggle with hers as well. And so if dad's unwell, we want to help him so that mum can stay well, so that that baby has someone that can be there and responsive and caring for them as well. So the earlier the help, the better. Um, the longer yeah. you leave, you know, these symptoms or um, difficulties untreated, um, the harder it is for the whole family. So the earlier, the better. And that's why, you know, really screening dads and having these conversations early about how you're going and what do you need mm -hmm. is really the best place to kind of start. 
So I think you've probably answered this a little bit, but I just want to clarify, like what, what is your goal or what do you want to achieve through like the research that you're doing? Yeah, so one would like to have more awareness around dad's mental health um, for GPs, for midwives, for early childhood nurses, for psychologists, for, you know, healthcare providers in general to know that, you know, this is a really vulnerable time for dads that it's the most vulnerable time for their mental health throughout their whole lifespan and that we need as a community to show kindness and care and support. Um, I'd like to help that kind of outcome, but I'd also like to see dads routinely screened um, because that gives us a huge opportunity to, you know, catch who we need to catch to support who we who we need to support. Um, that is, yeah, potentially um, if it can have the same positive outcomes that it had for women when, you know, routine screening and assessment was introduced for women, if we can get as many dads as needed involved in perinatal healthcare services, just like we have with mums, mm. um, then hopefully we'll see really great health outcomes for families and for these babies that are going to grow up and be our future generations of leaders and parents and teachers and doctors and yeah and all the things yeah so one question that I ask everybody that comes Mm -hmm. on is like if you think about the concept of like living shamelessly human or being shamelessly human like what does that mean for you especially in this context of like perinatal mental health yeah yeah so I really work from the perspective that I accept my humanness Mm. and I accept other people's humanness and at the end of the day, um, I feel like a human sitting with another human and we're having conversations and we're both real in those conversations, yeah? Sometimes those conversations are sad and we might, you know, be sad together. Sometimes mm-hmm. those conversations are funny and we laugh together. Sometimes those conversations are angry. Like sometimes we feel angry about things that have happened And um, I'm shameless about that, that my emotion in the room is just as real as your emotion and I can join you in that because I'm human. Mm -hmm. And really just accepting that that's okay. Like we're allowed to have all of these emotions. Um, We're allowed to sit with them, share them, be with them, and we'll never have to apologise for feeling these emotions. I love that. So Mm. if if someone's listening or they're watching and what you're saying is like really resonating with them, um, how do they find you or how could they maybe access an appointment with you in the new year? Yeah, sure. So I'm based at the Albion Park Uniquely You Psychology Clinic. Um, So very easy to Google, um, get online and find the contact details. Um, And, yeah, you can go from there. Beautiful. Thank you for joining me tonight. I really appreciate your time. Cool. Thank you for having me. And thank you for um, bringing all your lovely guests online so that people can hear what um, lots of other people are doing. It's been great to hear lots of other people's stories and how they're kind of working in the world as well. Yeah. Thank you. See you later. Thanks. Bye.